What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, Helping alive. You know, got my uh, mug of tea for the morning. That's fantastic. Kick started off. That's fantastic. It's good to see you. Yeah, since we're uh, back off of the uh, the weekend. You know, I'm kind of liking the Mm -hmm. weekends off. It's nice to. Uh, uh, I do too. Take a, take a couple of days, put your feet up, look at the the craziness, and you think, my God, man, we have to talk about that on on Monday. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, at the same time, it's uh even though we're off, I'm still looking through news stuff, and you know, it's not like we're completely detached, if you will. It's just that we're not recording it. Yeah. You know, I I wanted I wanted to talk about some things today. I mean, I I want to talk a lot to this afternoon about like election stuff. I want to get into some of that. You're not going to believe some of the numbers that are coming out of some of these states, Nevada in particular. It's ridiculous. The amount of people that voted as a, as compared to the amount of people that actually cast ballots, there's a big discrepancy there. So we're going to talk about that. I'm sure we got some Dominion stuff to talk about. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of these tax exempt foundations, you know, like George Soros and the rest of them. They're, they're foundations, not not so much them specifically, but I want to talk about their foundations. And maybe we can get into like the roles that they hold and all this agenda and everything that we're seeing. But anyway, uh, this morning, I wanted to talk a little bit about the lockdowns. Now, I know we're going to get into some COVID stuff this afternoon, probably. I mean, I'm sure it'll lead that way. But um, Democrat governors, <laughs> some people are calling them suicidal uh, or they don't believe yeah. in their own stuff, right? Because we're going to talk about this afternoon about how hypocritical they really are about their own policies. So what is it? Are they suicidal? Or do they, I mean, what is it? Is it, is that what it is? I mean, I, I kind of think that's what it is, but I mean, th- this kind of goes along with like, um, governor Gavin Newsom, where he had the dinner at the French laundry with the medical administrators or whatever it was for the state of California. They're imposing all these lockdowns yet. They're off having these $300 a plate dinners and that's fine in big groups inside. Oh, that's okay. But the rest of the states locked down. See, the elite can go out and or what they think is elite. They're not elite. They think that they can go out there and do whatever they want. See, they get a pass. That's fine. California state legislatures, where are they? Oh, they're sitting on a beach in Hawaii somewhere at your expense. That's fine. Newsom talked about this on on Twitter. I mean, speaking of him, because he, he broke the thing, uh, he says COVID-19 has not gone away. Take the new case rate seriously. We cannot let our guard down. Wear a mask. Limit mixing with people or with those you don't live with and physically distant. He, he wasn't doing that, was he? So no, is the lockdown policy? The thing is, though, is the is the lockdown policy? Is it suicidal? Are they the ones that are on board with what the New York Times, the New York Times? We're going to talk about this on Thursday with Marty, because we always talk uh, European side of things with him. You and I and him, we've covered the Great Reset. We've covered Agenda 2030, these things. And the New York Times, I mean, we, we might as well just close the book on the Great Reset. We might as well just close the book on it, even though Justin Trudeau and uh, the head of the uh, the World Bank, the head of the IMF, um, Prince Charles himself, Klaus Schwab, all these the World Economic Forum, they all say, yeah, it's the Great Reset. Yeah, that's this is our opportunity. This is what we need to do. They all say that, but yet, I mean, we, we don't need to pay any more attention. We don't need to pay any more mind to it because the New York Times has officially announced that it's a conspiracy theory. So 
yeah, they, they've completely debunked it and it, it just it doesn't exist. So are the governors, my, which leads me to my question, are the governors just suicidal? I mean, obviously, they can't believe in a great reset because it doesn't exist. Right. So where does that put them? They're going to kill the goose that lays the golden egg. I mean, do, do these people not understand that they are putting the people out of businesses that pay their salary? That's common sense. If the Great Reset is a conspiracy theory, then that means the only conclusion you can come to is these governors and mayors are indeed trying to commit suicide. And they're trying to destroy their state. And for what purpose? That That's that's what I don't understand. It's The other thing that's that's kind of ironic in all of this, they're talking about raising taxes in like California and New York. New York is talking about doing a um, uh, a councilman proposed a bill to, uh, this is in New York City, they would pay other New Yorkers to report on other uh, New Yorkers for parking illegally. Snitch society. A snitch society. So, but they're, they're doing all this thinking what they're thinking, I don't know, but they're, they're, they're trying to drag more money out of the populace when the populace is sitting here leaving these big states uh, like California and whatnot, and New York. Like They're trying to get out of there because of the nonsense that's going on. And not only that, we're seeing that you can telecommute now. So they're losing tax revenue. They're losing businesses. Businesses are going under just because of the COVID restrictions, not to mention the, you know, leaving altogether. Uh, so what their intention is, um, if this cons- if this is a conspiracy, I, ha- I have no clue. This this makes absolutely no sense. Well, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot told Chicago residents to cancel, I'm quoting, cancel traditional Thanksgiving plans. Now, mind you, she was out there in the streets celebrating Joe Biden's supposed win in a massive crowd of people. So was Chuck Schumer, was out there high-fiving the crowd and, and cheering, megaphoning, yeah. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot also said, there are times when we actually do need to have relief and all come together. And I felt like that was one of those times. That's when she was at the crowd, of course. She said the crowd was gathered whether I was there or not. So see, they were going to be there regardless, right? She she just stopped by to offer her support and and, and pay pay respect to um, the man who's sitting in the office of the president-elect, which isn't actually an office, by the way. Now, Governor Whitmer's husband, okay, he was already caught demanding his boat. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, he, was, he wanted his I boat. Uh, Governor Prisker's family was caught traveling around the country, okay? Uh, Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey was caught dining indoors. Uh, Governor Cuomo, which we're going to talk about him later on today, he's getting an award. Oh, man, he's getting an award. Unbelievable. The the amount of respect that that man is owed because of this award is it goes it goes beyond it goes beyond any any words I could put together here. So we'll talk about that later on today. Uh, he didn't bother social distancing or wearing a mask at a Sharpton event. And of course, you know, Mayor Lightfoot, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, she was caught getting a haircut. You know, she has to look good. She, she said, I mean, she, she has to look good. Uh, Bill de Blasio goes to the gym. Yeah, his gyms aren't closed. I mean, he's he is in government. He has to be healthy. Not you, not you, the the nobody, the the citizen. You 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 don't need to be healthy. You need to be sick and dumb and poor and stupid uh, and stay in your house. That's that's for you because they're going to take care of you. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, she was caught at a hair salon, but I mean, she was set up. To be fair, she she was set up. It wasn't her fault. Yeah, she went there for a blowout. Yeah, she she went there to get yeah. <laughs> Senator Senator Dianne Feinstein. Uh, she's caught walking around the uh, 
Uh, the, the Senate without a mask on, she's walking around the Capitol all day without one of these things. She was caught in an airport not long ago, not wearing a mask. Uh, Kamala Harris, she didn't have a problem uh, getting onto an elevator with her entire staff. And everything's just business as usual. No, no problem getting in an elevator. No problem. I mean, so you can't social distance in an elevator, can you? No, no. I mean, all the uh, the Black Lives Matter marches, the Biden victory parties, the women's march in D.C. This is all OK. That's all fine. But see, the rest of us see, they know they know that the average conservative out there isn't going to break the law because they're afraid of jail. So they're going to push. They don't care. Do, do you yeah, understand that, that change? Yeah, of course, it's going to change. It needs to change. It has to change. Because I tell you what, what you're going to end up with is a society that is worse than prison. That's what's going to happen. Don't give a damn about their fines. Don't give a damn about their jail, whatever they say they're going to do, because they're going to do it anyway. If people understood history, you wouldn't be seeing any of this. You'd stop these people now. All right. Now, county sheriffs, we talked about county sheriffs just last week. County sheriffs are going to be key in this, I think, going forward. California sheriffs tell Ga- tell Governor Gavin Newsom they won't enforce his COVID curfew. You notice that for some reason, if you come out at 9.01 p.m., the virus is out there. Yeah. If you go out at, yeah. you go out at 9.01, if you're at 8.59, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. The virus is at, is at 9.01. See, all this is about training you to accept being locked down, not going out. That's all. That's, that's all this is about. So there's several sheriffs that are not going to do this. They say, we're not going to make criminals of normally law-abiding citizens, Fresno County Sheriff said. Officials in four other law enforcement agencies in the state said also said they did not plan to treat gatherings during coronavirus pandemic as criminal. I think one of them in New York said that uh, they weren't going to uh, spend their, their time on Thanksgiving counting cars and finding out if COVID's hiding in people's stuffing. Uh, one of the sheriffs in California, in Fresno, I'm sorry, Fresno County Sheriff uh argued that police have higher priorities, including taking guns away from gang members and stopping narcotics trafficking and saving children from internet predators. I would agree on all those points. She also said there is little data showing that activities between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. play a significant role in spreading the virus. There is none. There is none. They know that this is crap. They just do it because they're training people. They're training people to accept it. That's all it is. There's a big caveat, though, with some of the things you listed there, as long as it's all done legally. Right. Going after the guns and the drugs. And as long as you have adequate evidence to get a warrant to go after those things, I'm I, I'm all I agree. I'm, I'm with you. But if you don't have the evidence to support it, to get a warrant, get more evidence. Other share other sheriffs have gotten on board with this and they say that um, they would encourage compliance and boost education efforts about the dangers of spreading viruses without arresting people. Sacramento County Sheriff said his department would not enforce the curfew, limitations on social gatherings, or mask mandates. There's a big uh, rally in California today. I believe it's in San Diego. It's called uh, Burn the Mask uh, Rally, whatever it is. Uh, And people are headed down to, um, I believe, City Hall or something. Somewhere in California, I read it this morning, about uh, people are uh, burning their masks. Do, do you see it? Uh, nobody's reporting on anything recently. I'm, I'm not seeing. I'm seeing stuff from September, October, August, July. I'm not anything from recent. Oh, here we go. Two hours ago, California. Yep. See, I knew there was a, I knew there was a rally today for that. But anyway, Governor Gavin Newsom unveiled the new restrictions just ahead of Thanksgiving holiday amid a surge in cases across the state. Restrictions place a ban on non-essential activity between the hours of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. in counties that contain 94% of the state's population, oddly enough. 
Some counties like Los Angeles County have also imposed, imposed limits on gatherings of people celebrating the holidays. It's funny. He's actually locked down the, uh, the county where the restaurant was that he was at last week. Strange. In some parts of California, county officials have taken issue with Newsom's rulings about closing restaurants and businesses. Uh, San Bernardino County supervisors this week announced their intent to sue Gavin Newsom on the grounds that one size fits all coronavirus rules don't suit the conditions in many communities. Uh, how about we take that stance across the West in general? How about that? And how about we quit using garbage diagnostic tools that were never designed to recognize a virus? How about we start there? Can we do that? Oh, you mean like the UK is going to start doing with the uh, using the artificial intelligence to uh, basically monitor people for oh, the yes, uh, side yeah, effects of COVID-19? That, yeah, that's for the greater good, you see. Yeah, just do your part. Oh, excuse me, the vaccine. That That's to monitor people for the vaccine. Oh, yes. For the yes. side effects. But yes, anyway. and... And there's a, yeah, you, you got freedom passes coming. We're going to be talking about that on Thursday. So, yeah, yeah. You want to go somewhere? Well, you're going to need a freedom pass on your, well, conveniently, it's going to be on your smartphone. Anyway, uh, all right. So last week we did some of these things, and, and I want to do it again this week because these are a lot of fun. This week in Campus Insanity, because we all know how unhinged they are anyway. Campus Insanity, a weekly roundup of the craziest developments at the nation's 4,000 plus institutions of, quote, higher education. Yeah, higher education at the U.S.'s universities of higher education. Number six, okay, six through one. Number six, open letter calls on Harvard to create a system of accountability for inviting Trump admin alums to campus, okay? An open you letter. Can't have any, you can't have any consenting ideas. No, no goodness, no. You think consenting? You're, Did I say consenting? I meant dissenting. You think that you can actually, oh yeah, dissent. Do you think you can actually have independent thought? On a, on a university campus, or you got especially such a, a revered university as Harvard. Yeah. An open letter circulating at Harvard University is asking the school to create accountability guidelines for former Trump officials who are hired or invited to campus. According to the letter, inviting high-profile Trump appointees to the school legitimizes the subversion of democratic principle. I would argue this um, election has legitimate, or excuse me, has. Uh, legitimized the subversion of democratic principles. I, I would argue that. What would you say to that? Yeah, and I'd just like to remind them that uh, this isn't a democracy. This is a republic. So there, there's tinges of democracy in here. Well, to be fair, but... they say democratic principles. They, they okay, aren't specific. Uh, that, that's fair. That's fair. Anything else on that? No, no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're, you're, okay. uh, that's a fair, that's a fair point. Okay. Number five, oh, we all know what they mean anyway, because that's all they teach these stupid kids anyway, is democracy, democracy, democracy. I mean, listen to Bernie Sanders, democracy, democracy, our democracy is under attack. Well, I hope so. I hope it is under attack. You know, when Scott Walker, you remember when Scott Walker was the, uh, the governor of Wisconsin and they were out there screaming because he won the recall. They were out there screaming, democracy died in America today. Good, good. I hope it did. I hope so, too. The university, that doesn't mean I'm against democracies. That's not what that means. But we're a constitutional republic. We're not a we're not a democracy. We're not a majority rule. That's all I mean by that statement. Yeah, I'm against democracy. Well, I'm against because that's exactly a, a unfettered democracy. I'm against. Yeah, because it's majority you, you, rule. Yeah, I, I get exactly. It. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that part. So, I'm a, so I'm you need to keep them in. You need to keep them in check. The, if you're going to yeah. have them, then you need to keep them in very serious check. I'm for uh, democratic republics that are run as a nation of laws. Yes. Yeah. That. That. I'll, yeah. I'll go with that. Or, or federal republics. I like federal republics too. Yeah. Federal republics. Yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah. Uh, University of Massachusetts. Thing. Yeah. University of Massachusetts professor says we don't say white male composers full names because of inequity. Wait. What? 
that let, that doesn't even make let, sense. Let, let, I'll read it again. University of Massachusetts Massachusetts professor says we don't say white male composers full names because of inequity. Uh, to be fair, I don't say composers full names either. Yeah, when's the last time you actually said Johann Sebastian Bach? When's the last time you actually said exactly? That? People just say Bach. Exactly. You just say Bach. Beethoven. Or, I mean, you, yeah, you Beethoven. You don't say Ludwig von Beethoven. You don't say that. Well, some people yeah. do. But when's the last time but you actually heard that? Everybody knows who you're talking about when you talk about, you know, you're talking music and you say that. that everybody knows. So uh, if they're cultured anyway. Music theory professor Chris White, that's actually his last name. That You see the irony in all this? <laughs> that's very ironic. Wrote an op-ed for Slate. Yeah, this, that's about as left as you get. In which he argued for the full naming of composers like Beethoven and Mozart. Not using their first names, he said, creates a harmful hierarchical system. Yeah, um, there is a hierarchical system there. Um, it's called merits. They created something that's fantastic. Um, based on their merits, they have earned their place of stature. In that place of stature, we have, um, shall we say, made it more convenient to reference those people without saying their full names, as, you ju as we just talked about. So I, I, don't, I really don't see the problem. Until somebody can come along and competes, and their name is Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, or any of the other well-known composers, unless they that someone else comes up and has the same name and does a more excellent job at composing music than the classics, I don't see there. I don't see any problem here. You know that makes me actually wonder where are the composers of our times? We we know they're out there. Where are they? Why aren't they given front uh, front row seats? You know what I mean? Why aren't they promoted? Classic. Well, the the, the classical musics. You know, well, it doesn't, music and whatnot. What it doesn't, it's, it's it not, doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with a skateboard and dope smoke and skinny jeans wearing uh, idiot that wants communism. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's Stupid. not. It's not as common nowadays as it is, or or as as prominent. But, right. We have other ways of entertaining ourselves, and the music that we listen to nowadays, in comparison, is garbage. By the way, if it you is. if you really listen to the amount of like a symphony orchestra. And the, the amount of different sounds and instruments and everything that's in there, comparing it to our current day music, it's like comparing an adult's drawing to a child's drawing. It is immensely different, right? So, and Which we're going to talk about music this week. Uh, this week on The Break Room, we're going to be sitting down with a, a DJ from the UK, and we're going to be sitting down with our sound guy up in Stockholm, uh, Brian. We're going to be talking about music this week. So that we got that coming up. Number four, Michigan State apologi apologizes for diversity training that called transgender employees by their legal names. Oh, oh goodness. Well, I mean, what, what, what in the world, what in the world are we going to do? Point of personal privilege. Yeah, go ahead. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I, I mean, we need to make need to make better judgment when we talk about that. Michigan State Look, University was. If your name's Bob and or Robert and you're wanting to be called Sally, I'm sorry. Your legal name is Robert. I will concede and call you Bob, but not Sally. You just. Sorry. Michigan State University was forced to apologize after the school referred to the to employees by their legal names, not their preferred names, in a training module on diversity, equity, and inclusion foundations. I, I, um, are we? Are we? I know this has been going on for a while. I know this is a thing. I know California has been uh, blazing a trail in this uh, area for a long time. Well, to be but, fair, Bruce, um, I, mean, I miss the days of of just the the gendered language talk. You know, I mean that that's back when times were calm. Yeah, 
I guess, yeah, to be fair, that that's that's true. I still don't understand it. I, I still don't understand why we're, we're I don't get it. Well, I do have some better news. If that if that wasn't enough, I do have this one. Number three, University of Washington School of Drama segregates groups based on race and sexuality. So they did this to combat, in their words, they did this to combat bigotry. Okay. So they, they did it to combat bigotry. The University of Washington Theater Department plans to segregate groups of students uh, of student actors by race and sexuality to combat bigotry by being bigoted. Yes. Okay. So you're you're going to save the economy by destroying the economy. Yes. Yes. Well, we have to. Okay. Uh, I mean, same same principles. George W. Bush. In order to save the free market, we have to abandon the free market. So you see, I mean, it's 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 right. it's logic, Bruce. It's common sense. Right. Makes total sense because that went really yes. well for us. Yes. Last time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. that's mostly why we're here now is because of that. We we didn't clean out the garbage in 2000. We didn't take out the trash in 2008 like we should have, and now the trash is going to take us out. Moving right along. California Ethnic Studies curriculum claims Jews have white privilege. Now, remember, this is this week in campus insanity. <laughs> A new ethnic studies curriculum, and I'm just reporting on what's, what's being talk, uh, talked about here. This is out of the college fix. A new ethnic studies curriculum from the California Department of Education claims Jews gain racial privilege through their conditional whiteness. That's a new one on me. Despite a newly released FBI report that shows Jews were a leading target of hate crimes in 2019. Um, they've been the leading target of hate crimes for a whole hell of a lot longer than 2019. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's try um, possibly, oh, I don't know, uh, 4,000 years, maybe. Let's let's go there. That's Yeah, that's pretty close. I mean, uh-huh. it's been a really long time. And Actually, I could go further I, than that. The pyramids were built by Jewish slave labor, were they not? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Um, when did when did Jews stop being people of color? Because well, I, I don't know if people are aware of this. A typical Jew has uh, olive colored skin, right? It, it's darker skin than a white person. You know, a white European typically has, uh, I don't know, you, you, you tend to blend in on white walls, whereas a Jew doesn't. So I, I don't really understand how they're not a person of color if we're going down this road. It's, you know, it, it goes along with like the... Um it goes along with like the the left. The I mean, the, you know how they, they're like split into like left, right. You know that like people get divided in the ideological spectrum, and they think like think of the mindset of somebody that says, "I'd rather see uh, I, I'd rather see ninety nine guilty men go free than see one innocent man in prison." What sense does that make? That's right? actually a tough one. That, it is no, a tough. One. That is actually because. Because I actually agree with that statement. That's the problem. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to disagree with it. But as yeah. somebody from from my standpoint, you know what I mean. Somebody that's that's worked in the legal system in the justice system. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry. You don't turn. Oh, of course, what the hell does it matter? They're opening up prisons anyway. Yeah, but but for the for the average person though, let's say I'm a business owner, right, and I'm vetting my employees. If someone is a felon, and if I'm vetting two that are equally qualified, one's a felon, one's not a felon. I'm going to hire the one that's not a felon. I mean, typically, just because um, that there's a known distrust there or a reason to distrust. So, yeah, I'm all about you know, second chances, but we don't have a system yeah. that currently well, still, helps people that felons. We, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, honestly, I think we could do a whole a whole podcast on that because that's like the whole the whole criminal yeah. justice system. You know, we, we'll do that one these days. We'll just do one on the criminal justice and the reform system. The the resocialization is just a nightmare, but. Uh, that's that's another time. This crap here that uh, that they claim that Jews have white privilege. Uh, go, go get stuffed, right? H how about you stop 
with the, the racism and the segregation and the hatred altogether. How about you stop with that? Have you ever considered that? You sick academics. Anyway, number one, University of Washington professor proposes developing sex robots for older disabled adults. Okay, we, we know that that technology is starting to become more advanced. And honestly, I'm almost not against that. Almost. The reason I say that is because if you're an older adult and you're disabled, you might have some trouble finding a date, right? People have needs, do they not? I mean, I don't want to get too graphic here, right? It's a family show and all. Nancy Jacker, a bioethics and humanities professor at the University of Washington, published a paper on creating sex robots for older Americans to fight loneliness. And she she has clearly never watched uh, X Mania or something like that. Machnia? I don't know. It's a a robot movie. It's out there. I've seen it before, but it's, yeah, I don't even know what it's called. But nonetheless, I mean, that's, I, 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 oddly, I'm not in disagreement with that. Totally. I mean, I'm in disagreement with it on a mass scale because if you do that, it'd be the end of the human race, right? So uh, obviously- Only for disabled. I mean, it it would be a way of eugenics in a sense, because then the people that are considered disabled, finger quotes, wouldn't reproduce. Yeah, right. Okay. I I, I see what what you're saying on that. But still though- if it's in an effort to uh, to combat loneliness, I mean, I can understand that. If you're if you're an older adult, and, and like I said, you, you've got a disability or a problem, you're going to have some trouble. So I, I get it. I get it. You're lonely, especially this time. We're going into a bad time of year, right? People are people are lonely. They're you know, it's, you know, yeah. spare holiday times, all that stuff. And then now with all this COVID crap coming in, these these hypocritical uh, governor pieces of the garbage that are that are putting stuff down, they they flaunt it out there in front of everybody that they're out there doing this stuff while they're telling you not to have your family over for Thanksgiving or Christmas. It's disgusting. But this. Uh, oddly, I'm not uh, not totally against that. All right, we're out of time this morning, Bruce, so we are going to have to go. But thank you for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.